This is the Sergio Rodriguez Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other. Today, week eight in the NFL. A week where I told you guys on Instagram that making the picks was really, really difficult last week. We ended up going three and five. Ironically, ironically, I mean, I guess the good thing is that when when you when you're off to the type of start that we are off to, you could have a week like that where you go three and five and you're still plenty of plenty of games over five hundred. But ironically, two of those games should have been winners. The Monday night game, you got a late touchdown to push the game over. There's a holding call. They back it up, and they end up not scoring, okay? And that was, you know, that would have made the week, that would have been a 4-4 four and four week, which... Look, again, is it what we go after? No, but a four and four week means you guys are only losing the VIG, right? And the Kansas City game was just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Now, to be fair, you kind of got a gift in the Arizona game. So I would say probably should have been four and four, to be fair. But three and five for the week is also not terrible. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make you guys lose your lose your houses. Although I will tell you that my goal is always to be between fifteen and twenty games over five hundred when it comes to these games. Because then I feel like I made you guys a little money while the football season was going. Big. Big week coming up. Week nine is shaping up to be probably the best week of football in terms of matchups. But we got to break down a little something in week eight before we look ahead. Paramus Driving School. Safety and professionalism begins with Paramus Driving School, serving the North Jersey area like no other. Contact them at ParamusDrivingSchool.com or call them at 201 986 8300. Lucimer Auto Body, located at 27 Austin Street in Newark, provides top of the line service to make your collision experience as smooth as possible. Go to lucimer.com or call them at 973 824 0113. Epic Car Service, recognized as the number one car service. In New York City, by medical transportation standards, located in the Bronx, New York, Epic will make your commute a safe and comfortable experience. Call Epic at 718-401-3742 or 844-666-6278. And like always, when you go to these places, make sure you tell these people that Sergio sent you, right? And that you heard it on the Sergio Rodriguez show. Let's start with the Bills. Thursday night last week, and look, we knew the Bills were going to win, right? I mean, I saw a lot of people had them in their um, in their picks, and 
I guess the best thing I could say about the Bills right now is this. They are the AFC version of the Dallas Cowboys. You know they have enough weapons to beat you on any given day. You know that they have playmakers all over the field. But you also don't know what you're going to get right now. I mean, the Bills, if you really break down their regular season to this point. Loss to the Jets on opening night. Now, I had predicted the Jets were going to win that game. But not before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. They lose to the Jets. In a game that really they didn't show much. Then, to be fair, they did play three or four really good games after that. Two of them were the Raiders and Washington, who aren't very good, but they did blow out Miami, and they lost a tight one to the Jaguars overseas. It is what it is. But, man, the last three weeks, Giants, Patriots, and Tampa Bay, they've been spotty at best. And I got news for you. They're traveling to Cincinnati this week to play an extremely hot team, a Cincinnati team who is finally healthy and hitting on all cylinders. And then... They do get the Jets at home, which they should be okay with. But after that, at the Eagles, uh, yeah, at the Eagles, at the Chiefs, home to Dallas. The schedule for them doesn't get any easier. And I'm telling you right now, this is shaping up if Jacksonville handles their business. And we'll transition there. Because Jacksonville beat the Steelers 20 to 10. But if Jacksonville handles their business, Jacksonville could end up being the one seed in the AFC. And Jacksonville, what impressed me the most about this win, we get it. They beat an average Pittsburgh Steelers team. But it was Pittsburgh Steelers weather. And it was on the road. That's impressive as hell because what they're showing you is that they can win these games multiple ways. And they're 6-2 and right now. And if you look at their schedule, they get the 49ers at home after the bye week. Right? They have a bye this week, then they have the 49ers at home. They can win that game. 1,000% can win that game. Then they have the Titans, Texans, Bengals. Okay, that'll be a tough one, but they are at home. At the Browns will be hard. Ravens, Bucks, they're going to win 11, 12 games. Their competition for that one seed is shaping up strictly to be Kansas City. A Kansas City team that I thought was going to be under the 11 and a half wins. And they have a little bit of a stretch here. 
this week, these next two games will tell me a lot about Kansas City. Now, Kansas City had a bad loss this weekend. They gave back, to be fair, Kansas City should have had a couple more losses on their schedule. They lost to Denver 24-9. I'm doing a great job of segueing today. But they had a couple of wins early they probably shouldn't have had, and now they caught one that they should have won. But now the next two weeks for Kansas City, Dolphins and Eagles. They get them both at home, so that's a plus. Well, not no, no, actually, one of them's overseas, so they get one at home. They're the home team, technically, but they're really playing Miami in Frankfurt. But they do get the Eagles back at home. The best opportunity for them to go 0-2 is to make these games offensive shootouts. And I can't believe I'm saying that with a team that has Patrick Mahomes. But both Miami and Philadelphia, I trust more, a little bit more offensively right now to put up 30 points. Definitely through the air. If they split those games, Kansas City 6-2 and two now. If they split those games, which is probably most likely what's going to happen, I'm going to say they will, they will beat the Dolphins because there's three major, three major advantages that they have going into this game this week. If you look at it, offensive line is banged up for Miami. That could be that could be an issue for the Dolphins. Two, quarterback play, although two has played solid this year. You're still in a 10-9. Even at his best, you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes. But then again, nobody is. And number three, and probably the most importantly, is the Dolphins have really not fared well against quality teams. So I expect the Chiefs to win this game. But if this becomes a track meet, they are at a huge deficit against Miami. So how do we get the Chiefs to 12 wins to win the division? I mean, it's possible, but they have some games on their schedule. They have the Bills. The good thing for them, and they have the Bengals, but the good thing for them is that they play a lot of those games at home. Like, as you can see, they got the Eagles also at home. One thing's for sure. Them and the Jaguars are going to be the one and the two seed. You're going to get a phenomenal, phenomenal semifinal matchup in the AFC. Because you're going to get, you could get both Buffalo and the Dolphins, 
but you're more likely to just get one of those teams. Especially if the Dolphins don't start beating teams with winning records. Because in the playoffs, there's no one with a losing record. Unless you get one of those weird years where you get a divisional winner at 7-9. and nine. Well, you can't do it now at 7-9 and nine or 8-9 and nine now. Cowboys 43 to 20 over the Rams. Not much to say there. Big first half for Dallas. And Stafford is hurt moving forward. Not sure what that's going to look like. But the Cowboys traditionally beat up, again, average teams. They'll beat everybody that, that they have to beat for the most part. They will beat. They did have the hiccup against Arizona. But they'll be okay. The question with the Cowboys is always going to be the same. What do you do against the Eagles, who they have this week? And then later in the year, you have to go to Buffalo. You have to go to Miami. Can you get a split there? If you do, you're going to win 11 games, and you're going to have an opportunity to win the division. Miami, we mentioned before, they beat the Patriots 31-17. I didn't expect anything different. Those divisional games... Sometimes they're a little hard, but Miami's just got too much offense for the Patriots. I mentioned this earlier. Keep an eye on the Dolphins' offensive line because they are really, really in a tough spot right now. It seems like they can't get enough traction and enough health up front. Now, to be fair to them, it hasn't really affected their offense. They've been plugging and playing with everyone there. But as you're playing these teams that are caliber, that are high caliber, yeah, it could be an issue. The Jets beat the Giants 13-10 in one of the worst football games you'll ever see. The Giants were a yard away from ending the game, chose to kick a field goal. I don't have a problem with that because if you make that field goal there, realistically, the Jets were not going to score a touchdown. And they definitely weren't going to do it with 20-something seconds left. And it was a a chip shot field goal that should have been made. Gano misses it. Two completions. But the big, the, the, the big play there was the penalty on the first completion, which stopped the clock because the Jets had no timeouts. Then they get the completion down. I know a lot of people were saying that the center set the ball, not the referee. Listen, it's semantics. Everybody got set up. It, it is what it is. The referee did fly by and touch the ball. And they kicked the field goal, tie the game. And then in overtime, the Giants, who had not let DeVito throw the ball at all. I think he had made one pass the whole, the whole time he was in the game. He was forced to throw a couple of times. They got a holding penalty early in that drive, which put them in a hole. And once the Jets got the ball, you knew that they were at worst going to drive into field goal range. The Jaguars go on the road and beat the Steelers 20-10. to I mentioned that earlier. Impressed with the Jaguars. Not not only going on the road, but like I said earlier, winning in Pittsburgh weather. The Titans 28-23 over the Falcons. The Levis... Era starts probably in Tennessee. 
19 for 29, four touchdowns. He played solid. He played solid. And Derrick Henry went over 100. If they're going to run the ball well, Levis probably gets the job done for them. Look, they are very well good. They are very well coached team. So you never have to worry about that. And if you look at their schedule, at three and four right now, Bucks, Jaguars, can they get a split? If they get a split, they then have Panthers, Colts at home. They do have to go to Miami, but then they then they get the Texans at home. They can middle around. They get the Seahawks at home. Then they go again to the Texans. They can middle around and get to nine wins. I don't think nine wins is going to cut it in the AFC because it's just too many solid teams. But, but, at least you're playing meaningful football in December if you're a Titans fan. Carolina, 15-13 over the Texans. Rough game as a Texans fan to lose. You know, the Texans could have been 4-3. and three. They are playing, and, and I expected them to be good. Remember, I gave about four plays in the for totals for the season. And Houston was one of them. They're over five and a half. That probably should have been win number four. Let's see how they're going to get three more wins now. They are at home to Tampa Bay. That's one. They could win that one. They have Arizona at home. That's two. They have Denver at home. They can get that one. They're at the Jets. I don't expect them to win that game, but the Jets' offense will keep you in that game. Then you're home to the Titans. Yeah, listen, I think they could get to six wins. it, It was a team that I gave early in the year to get some wins, but offensively, (laughs) listen, this game was rough to watch. Neither team got over 230 yards. Neither team. That's how bad it was. And Carolina wins it on the last second field goal. They were the last winless team in the league, and they finally got off the schneid. Minnesota 24-10 on the road against the Packers. First, the good things for Minnesota. They got to 4-4. Four and four. Now they've salvaged their season after that rough start. The bad part is they lost Kirk Cousins for the year with an Achilles. Conversely, we have to talk about this because I might be taking a big L on this. About three weeks into the season, I told you that Green Bay had found their quarterback for the next 10 years. And, you know, Jordan Love is scaring me right now. I just don't know. I just don't know if he's being hurt by a lot of youth around him or if he's not getting better. That's concerning. I'm not going to sell my Jordan Love stock just yet, but I must admit that I'm nervous. 
The Saints, 38-27 to over the Colts. Crazy game. You know, at one point, the Saints were down 17-7. And then they come back, take the lead, and never look back. And then at, at one point, they were even up 35-20. The Saints, one of the overs, we did say they were going to win over nine and a half games. We felt they were going to get to 10. Needed that game if that if, if they were going to do that. And needed that game if they're going to win that division. Because Atlanta and them both have the benefit of the schedule. But if you look at the Saints schedule, a couple more pitfalls than Atlanta's. Because they do have to go to Minnesota. Although that game now changes a little with Cousins not being there. But this schedule is conducive to them winning the 10 games that they have to get. Hell, if offensively they can get what they got from Carr, 19 for 27, 310, and two touchdowns, and they're going to be able to run the ball to the tune of 161 yards like they did, they're going to beat most of the teams on their schedule. The schedule's terrible. And we saw that. When the season, right before the season started. That's why we picked them as an over. Philadelphia 38-31 over Washington. Listen, Washington continues to be one of the most enigmatic teams you can imagine. And we're probably going to have Lake Lewis on next week because he's been beating the drum to have Jack Del Rio fired. Uh, and obviously... uh and obviously Ron Rivera, who's the head coach there. But Del Rio with the defense, the, a defense that gave up 21 fourth-quarter points to the Eagles. Okay. Once again, they outplayed the Eagles for a, lot, for a large portion of this game, and they still end up losing. But Lake has been beating the drum to get those guys fired down there and to give the job to the enemy. Two things with that. A... I've mentioned on my show before, I don't think the enemy is going to be a head coach in this league. I will be shocked. And not much in sports shocks me anymore. But number two, I think the only way he can be a head coach is if they do fire Rivera midseason and they name him the interim. Because if they do that, then he almost gets a little bit of a dress rehearsal where if things go okay... It's going to be hard to not give him the job. But I do want to speak to Lake on the air about the fact that he, he has been very open on social media and in his uh and in his TV spots on ABC about them making a move from this coaching staff. And yet he still has to go in there every day and cover the team. So I'm very interested to see. And I'm going to try to pop Lake on next week. Seattle 24 to 20 over the Browns. Good win for Seattle. They not only did they win a tough game coming from behind late, but they beat they they beat Cleveland and the 49ers lose game three in a row. 
And now Seattle finds itself entrenched in first place. And let's look at the Seahawks schedule. They have the Ravens this week. Game they can definitely lose, but we always speak about the Ravens being frauds. We don't know what we're going to get, but let's give them a loss. After that, Washington, Rams, we don't know where the quarterback situation is going to be there before they play the 49ers. So they could find themselves playing for first place And if they were ever one game up on the 49ers going into that game, they could put themselves two games up with about five to play. That'll be rough for the 49ers to come back from. And speaking of the 49ers, they're on a weird, weird... um, downturn right now three weeks ago people were anointing their quarterback an MVP candidate and Vegas had him as high as two or three if they lose in Jacksonville and go to five and four you might start hearing Sam Darnold rumblings Crazy how the NFL, the NFL season is like a soap opera. It's incredible how that works out. So now the 49ers go from being 5-0 and and, and, and and basically being on pace to be a one seed to now they're 5-3 and three facing a tough Jacksonville squad off a of bye They both have buys. And fa- and staring at five and four. And now look. If they go to five and four, look at their schedule moving forward. Tampa Bay should win six and four. At Seattle, I'm going to give them a loss, six and five. At the Eagles, I mean, you could be six and six after that game with five to play. And that's what I was talking about earlier. Now, the end of the, the the back end of the schedule, those last five, you get Seattle at home, you should win. At the Cardinals, always tough, but you should win. Home against the Ravens, you could at Washington, you can get the last five games and then the Rams. But you better be at six wins. Because the chances are you're not going to go 5-0. and You're probably going to go 4-1 and just because that's the, the rule of thumb in the NFL. Incredible how the season has just flipped on the 49ers. The Chargers 30-13 to over the Bears. Not much to say there. The Bears, who were a little excited about the quarterback play the week before uh, from Tyson Bajan, who they felt at least held the fort down. He threw a couple of picks in this game, and the Chargers obviously took advantage of it. Herbert, 31 for 40, 298, 
and three touchdowns. The Lions, 26-14 to 14 over the Raiders. The Raiders are just getting terrible quarterback play. Jimmy Garoppolo, I know he won a lot of games when he was in San Francisco. But you could see that not being in that system has him in a crazy, crazy, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Has him in a, in a, in a, in a crazy scenario where you have to make plays that are there to be made, but he physically right now seems like he's uncompetitive at the quarterback position. I mean, there were two walk-in touchdowns that he had to Devontae Adams that he did not hit. Plays all over the field, throwing behind receivers. Incredible how quarterbacks could look so good in particular systems. And then you put them in a setting where you're only, you're only asking them to make a couple of plays a game. And that becomes a chore. And Detroit continues to plug along. Another team that is going to be in position to be the one seed in the NFC. We spoke about week nine being phenomenal in terms of matchups. And we are going to break that down because week nine is really, really going to match up a lot of teams um, who, A, have a lot to play for, but B, just interesting matchups of teams that are, that you would consider top 10 teams in the sport. And we're going to go over a couple of the lines just to see where we at early in the week with these things. Before I let before I do that, Texas is up 3-1 in the in the in the in the in the, in the World Series. I gotta bring somebody on to discuss the offseason in baseball. That's why I'm waiting for the World Series to end. But I, I need to bring on somebody to discuss the offseason because there's gonna be a lot of moving parts with the fact that there's probably gonna be for the first time in the sport by my by my forecasting, about 12 teams that could win a championship next year, which is probably the most that I've that I can imagine will, because normally you get these teams that are either stacked at the front of the rotation, stacked offensively with average, but there is about 12 teams that are going to make a case, and there's going to be a lot of moving parts in the offseason. Stan Sports Center. Stay in Sports Center is your local full-service authorized team dealer for all of your favorite sports brands. Family-owned and operated, Stance has proudly supplied apparel, uniforms, equipment, varsity jackets, and much more for the entire tri-state area since 1946. Find them online at stansportsctr.com and contact them today for your sporting goods needs. Stan Sports Center the official sponsor of the Sergio Rodriguez gambling portion of the show. All right, let's go down these games real quick. 
Pittsburgh's a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total's 36-and-a-half. Dangerous game. I don't expect a lot of points, but be careful with Tennessee. We spoke about them before. If they get any type of offense from Levis, they can win this game. Kansas City, 9.30 a.m. start. Remember that. It's in Germany. Kansas City's a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Miami. The total's 50-and-a-half. That's a game I would not touch, but remember I told you, keep an eye on the health of the Miami offensive line. Atlanta's a five-point favorite at home. The total's 37-and-a-half against the Vikings. Normally, I would tell you that the Vikings would be the play here, even at plus five. But I would tell you, you're going to need at least one or two games to understand where they're going to be offensively now that Cousins is not there. Stay away from that game. Baltimore's a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total's 43 against Seattle. Never bet those frauds in Baltimore. Cleveland's an eight-point favorite at home. The total's 37-and-a-half. It's a lot of points for a team that has spotty quarterback play. But Cleveland's defense is just so good. I can't see Arizona getting past 17 points. And I think that Cleveland is going to at worst score 20. I don't know if I'm going to lay the eight. But Cleveland is the play in those suicide pools. Green Bay's a three-point favorite at home. The total's 39-and-a-half. I like the Packers in that game. Houston's a three-point favorite at home. The total's 40 against Tampa. I think Houston's a better team right now. I just do. New England is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The total's 40-and-a-half. What that tells me is that they believe after the trades this week that Washington has tanked on this season and has called it quits because there's no reason for that game to be anything less than a pick em or a one-point spread. Three and a half for a team like New England that doesn't really score. It, they're almost begging you to bet Washington. If I had to bet my I'm begging, betting New England in that game. The Saints are a seven and a half point favorite at home against the Bears. The total's 41. Got to look at the Bears' health situation. Seven and a half is a lot for a team like the Saints, but that might be one of those games where, again, they win and do not cover and you keep an eye on for your suicide plays. The Colts are a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Carolina. The total's 44. I like Carolina in that game. The Raiders are a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Giants. The total's 37. That's a weird line because obviously Daniel Jones is going to come back and play because there's no way that line is going to be that if he wasn't. The line is telling me the Giants are going to win. My concern in this game is going to be the rust of the quarterback and how much losing that game after they had it won takes from the Giants. So normally the Giants would be the play, but I'm going to probably, I would probably tell you to stay away from that game and just watch it. 
The Eagles are a three-point favorite at home. The total's 46. Vegas is telling you on a neutral field, these teams are equal. I probably would take Dallas and the points if I had to. I could see the Eagles winning this game, no doubt. But the line worries me. If the line was four or five, I would bet Philly. But at three, it almost seems like they're begging me to bet the Eagles. So I would take Dallas. Cincinnati's a two and a half point favorite at home. The total's 48 and a half. Buffalo's always a tough team to bet. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, you never know what you're going to get. But if I have to bet somebody, I'm betting Cincinnati. Or I'm betting the over 48 and a half. And the Monday night game, the Chargers are a three-point favorite on the road at the Jets. The total's 41 and a half. The Jets are the play in that game. Remember that you've been listening to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other.